Welcome to episode four of That Designer Guy Has a Podcast, where we talk about design news, strategies, how you can become a more successful designer, and to give owners insight on the design world and the people who create in it. All right, guys, let's talk about reviews, why they're important, how to ask for them without sounding desperate, and what to do if you get a bad review. And repeat after me, we will not pay for reviews because we do not do unethical things here. So reviews, they are probably one of the best promotional tools you have when trying to get work. You can make all the ads in the world, you can get all the influencers you want, but in the end, if you don't have the rating to back that up, people are going to be a little sus. Is that too late to use that line? I think it's too late to use that line. Either way, I'm not one of those people that think all reviews are equal. I know a lot of them are fake, I know a lot of them are bought, and I know a lot of them are just confused or frustrated people letting off some steam when they leave a bad review. So are they actually worth it? Yes, they give you credibility. Reviews give that satisfaction to a client that you're not going to leave them high or dry and you're not trying to steal their money. It's also something you can use to promote yourself. For instance, they leave a review on Google, but you have a pretty thriving Facebook community. You can always take that review and make it into a post. Or if you have an Instagram, turn it into a story, which you can turn into a highlight. They are your organic promotion. They are a tool. They are a content generator. And you kind of want them the most on Google, since higher reviews make your name rank higher on Google search. Let's face it, if someone was looking for a logo designer and sees yours and company B, and company B has 30 reviews and you have one, they're probably, not always mind you, but probably going to go with the one with the most reviews. Okay cool, reviews are great. I'm pretty sure you already knew that, but how do you get them? Well that's a tricky thing, especially if you're just starting out. One thing you can do is always ask for a review at the end of a project by giving them a link. But that doesn't always guarantee they'll leave a review, and the last thing you want to do is sound annoying by continually asking them for a review. What I like to do, however, is offer something in return, 5 or 10% off. Usually if the project was pretty easy or if I know they're really happy and I made a pretty good profit on it, I could take a little bit of a hit to get another review. The key is to sell that discount during the final payment. Usually I'll cut my invoice in two, pay half up front, pay the rest before I hand off the project. And when I get to the point of the final invoice, I'll offer them the 10% discount if they leave a review for me. Usually they do it. Another thing you can do to get reviews, and I feel like some of you are really going to hate me, but if you remember in my first episode, I talked about why you should take work for free. Sometimes. And this might be one of those sometimes. Now, if it's a big project, if it's a company with anything more than one to five employees, don't. I repeat, don't do it for free. But, but, if it's like a small seller, a friend, a coworker, or a family member that has a side business, you could always say, I know money is tight. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll still send you a contract. I'll give you the cost of what I would charge you, but give you a discount of 100% if you give me a review at the end of it. Now obviously, this can backfire. If you create something that is bad or not to their liking, then you better hope they don't leave a review, right? But use some common sense. If it's something you know you can do, if it's someone you know that won't be a hard client, then it couldn't hurt. Obviously I'm not telling you to do it, I'm telling you what I would do. You have a contract, make them sign it, make everything official. The only thing is they're getting 100% off. 
call it a special offer. I know the meme is, I can pay you an exposure, but for certain projects, that's not a bad thing. Now, I'm not telling veterans of the industry, designers with 10 to 15 reviews to do this. I'm telling a designer who has zero reviews. If your project is easy enough and you know you'll get a good review, do it. You won't regret it when you start seeing those five-star reviews go up. But remember, exposure is great for exposure, exposure is not great to pay the bills. Now I say 10 reviews is your goal, and at least 2 or 5 a year. I'm realistic here. You're just starting out. You're not a content farm. You might get a dozen or so jobs in 6 months or even a year, but only 1 or 2 will give you a review passively. That's fine. That's good. That means you're actually getting reviews organically. And as I said before, I think Google review is your best bet for a review, especially if you have your business linked up with Google. Let's face it, it's a search engine that people use. Yeah, you have Bing. Yeah, you have DuckDuckGo, but come on. Everyone uses Google search. It's the safe bet. Now, what happens when you get a bad review? Well, I mean, no matter how well you handle something, no matter how much you apologize or offer something in return, you're probably going to get, at the very least, a mid-tier review to a dreaded, don't ever work with this person kind of review. Well, there are a few things you can do. Obviously, if you have enough good reviews, that ratio will be too low to matter. Most people will think that's just a dud or not even see it because of all the good reviews. Another thing you can do is leave a comment to that review. Some platforms let you actually reply back. Obviously, you don't want to talk smack, but you can always leave a neutral, I'm sorry you had issues with my service. I've contacted you to see how we can rectify this and hopefully fix any issues you may have. That way, you're not totally acknowledging you did something wrong, but instead you show concern for a product that someone might not like. It also shows that you don't abandon the client once a project is completed. If something is wrong, you take action to rectify it. But the key point here is to be sincere about it. We've all seen those reply messages where it's just copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. That doesn't actually work. So when you do a reply, make sure it's for that review, not a copy and paste job. And if someone asks why do you have a bad review, you can explain without lying, mind you. Say something like, you and the client had creative differences and unfortunately it didn't pan out at the end. But I did offer them a discount and multiple revisions to come up with an agreeable design. The product was completed on time and within our stated contract, but again, we just couldn't agree on the final design. Fortunately, this seems to be the exception and not the rule. As you can see from my other reviews, my clients are very happy with my product and start quoting some of the reviews. Now for those that just want to get reviews at the end of a project, I like to create direct links to a Google review page. I usually add it at the end of an email or an invoice, and once that invoice is paid, if they haven't left a review, I leave a more prominent link in the thank you for paying email. This is if I don't really care if I want the review and is more of like a passive thing. Now the one thing I won't talk about is paying for reviews, and trust me, I've seen and I know a lot of people that pay for reviews. They go to content farms, they go to places like Fiverr, and they just ask for reviews. And sometimes they even have scripts for those people to use when writing a review. It's kind of crazy. You might not get caught tomorrow, you might not get caught in a year, but you will. And when you do, it's probably over. Another thing you might hear is reputation management software that a lot of marketing bros like to talk about. I wouldn't recommend them when you're starting out because they're made for a different type of business. They're more for people that have like a store or a restaurant or like other service providers like haircutting. If you become a large agency that has multiple clients and new clients come in daily, then yeah, maybe you should look into them. But for most designers, especially ones just starting out, I don't think it's worth it. 
Reviews are very tricky because you need them, you want them, and the client may give you the best review verbally, but when you ask them to write it down, that's when it falls apart. Basically, you have to sell them on giving you a review, an incentive, or pester them with links. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something today. I hope you had some new ideas to promote yourself today. Come back next week where we're going to talk about social media sites, specifically designer-oriented social media sites. Even more specifically, why they might be bad for you, your mind, and your self-worth. And let me know what you think about this episode in the review section, or check out my TikTok and do the same. It's actually easier to talk to me on there since this thing is kind of one-sided. And until next time, I'll catch you guys later.